Hey babes, welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about really just deep conversations. We're going to be sharing about the world of mental health, grief, addiction, depression. We're going to be sharing about dating after divorce. We're going to be sharing about navigating adulthood, navigating faith, the ups and downs of all of those things. And most importantly, I'm going to share some lessons with you guys that I've learned along the way. Hope you enjoy this episode, babes. Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mental Health Monday. If you guys are new here, Mental Health Monday is an episode where we unpack something in the world of mental health and I share a little bit about my struggle and journey with going through mental health challenges, challenges with addiction, and a little bit of everything in between. So this episode we are celebrating because guess what? I have made it one entire year since I quit drinking. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, did you quit drinking to be healthy? No, I didn't. I quit drinking because I had a wee bit of a problem with alcohol. So that's what we're unpacking today. I am sharing with you guys what I've learned. I'm sharing with you guys why I quit. And I'm showing sharing with you guys how I spend my time now. So let's get into it. So also, if you knew me in my 20s, um, this episode is not a practical joke. I really did quit drinking and I have actually been alcohol free for one whole year. So uh, also, this episode is not a like a condemnation or a call to quit drinking. This episode is just sharing something that I struggled with, which was is having an addictive personality and some of the paths that that can lead you down in life. So one whole year alcohol free, let's get into what I've learned, why I quit and how I spend my time now. All right. So what I've learned, number one, most important thing, you can have fun without alcohol. You can go out to dinner without alcohol. You can go out with your friends without alcohol. You can go to shows without alcohol. You can celebrate the holidays without alcohol. And uh, if you would have told me that I could have fun and do all those things without alcohol five years ago, I would have been like, "Mm, doesn't sound like a good time and probably told you that I didn't have a problem with drinking all in the same breath. So that is one of the most important things that I've learned is that whatever you think like, oh my gosh, I can't give up this addiction or whatever it is because life isn't fun without it. Life's probably actually going to be a little bit more fun if you can actually remember it and you're not just showing up drunk to everything. So whenever I was really college to basically late 20s, I classified my drinking problem as a party stage. I was like, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I just love to party and I love to go to clubs and bars. 
and I love to day drink and I love to go to bottomless mimosa brunch and I love to try craft beers and I love to go to wineries and it's like hello girlfriend all of your hobbies involve alcohol maybe it's a little bit of an addiction so pretty much up until right before I kind of had the self-awareness of like oh girl you have a problem we need to stop I really was just like, oh yeah, I'm just in my party stage. Like once I got out of college and I was still in my party stage, I was like, yeah, you know, just I'm young now. That's, that's why I have my party stage. You know, I could always make excuses for it. And I was also very anxious about quitting and not having that crutch. And I was also very anxious about the seasons that were to come and the things that I knew that I would have to go through once I quit. So when thing that I learned is over the first year, what was really the toughest for me was the first of seasons. And by that, I mean, I quit drinking September 21st of last year. And so that is right before the holidays, my birthday, Christmas, New Year's, all of the drinking times of the year. And uh, I, it was the first time in my life or, or, you know, in my adult life that I'd gone, you know, more than a few days without alcohol. And now I was going through all these seasons that I was used to having it without it. Like, oh my gosh. So the first of seasons are really hard. And so after I got through the holidays, I thought like, oop, worst of it's over. And then guess what? It got sunny outside. And for whatever reason, something clicked in my mind that was like, sun's out, got a day drink. And then I was like, wait, we don't drink anymore. So do you want to know what I did all summer? I was just chugging flavored sparkling waters at the pool, just pretending that they were white claws, just as fast as I could, you know, just the little, the little bubbles, the little flavor. I was like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. But again, I had a great summer doing a lot of things outdoors, pool, beach, all that sort of stuff. And I didn't have to drink during the day to have fun while doing them. So what an accomplishment. So I also learned that I have to know what my triggers are. And so for me, a trigger is going to an event where there's an open bar, because normally if I go to a work event, for example, and there's an open bar, I'm the first one that's like, hey, what are we getting to drink? Who's got drinks? Who doesn't? Do you not have a drink? Do you need a drink? I already had three. Like, (laughs) and so... I've had to learn that there are certain places that I go that could be a trigger for me. And so I have to make a conscientious decision before I go into those situations to say, hey, remember, Madison, we don't drink anymore. So we're going to go to this event. If somebody offers us a drink, we're going to say, no, thank you. If they offer us a drink again, we're going to say, no, thank you. I actually don't drink. And that's that. Because guess what? You don't have to drink and you can say that you don't drink. So... One thing that really helped me and one thing that I've learned is that if you're going to go through, whether it be quitting drinking, you need some sort of support group, whether it be AA, NA, if you have a different, you know, struggle with addiction, whatever that looks like. But for me, I had to learn my triggers and get into AA because I needed a community of people who understood me and a group of people that really I just could relate to in this journey. And so one of my favorite things about having an AA group is there's so many things that you, that happen to you whenever you quit drinking that you're just like, is this happening to anybody else? And then you go to a meeting and you're like, oh, it's 
actually happening to everybody else. How freaking cool. So let me give you all an example. A couple weeks ago, I was in AA and somebody was sharing about what they referred to as the drunk dream, which is basically like when you're in AA, you still have dreams about going and getting blackout. And so for me, this happens at least once a week. At least once a week, I have a dream where I go to this bar in my dreams. I've never been to this bar in real life. I don't think that it exists, but I go to this bar in my dreams and I cheat on AA. And so I go there and in my mind, I'm like telling people at the bar, like, yeah, I'm in AA, but like, I'm just not gonna tell my home group that I'm here tonight. And then I proceed to get blackout drunk. And then I've had other dreams where I'm just like, just wildly experimenting with drugs like I had a dream that I was just like trying molly because I was just like yeah I'm in AA but this is an alcohol as if like trying molly is like a good solution just like wild things where my mind's like do you want to know what we should do during our subconscious go to this bar we made up in our mind and pretend like we're not in AA and get drunk in our dreams like I thought I was going crazy, you guys. I thought that, like, I don't know. I was just like, I keep having this weird dream. I don't know what to do about it. And one day I'm in AA, and this guy shares about the drunk dream. He describes it, and literally I could not wait to share. I was like, you guys, I did not know that you guys had these dreams too because I've been going to this this bar in my dreams for months and months now, and I just keep showing up at this bar in my dreams, keep cheating on AA, and... Uh, it is wild. So that is just a little tidbit on if you're going to quit something like this, whether it be going to AA or NA, getting a support group of people who can understand what you're going through, relate and resonate to what you're experiencing, I think is incredibly, incredibly important. So while we're talking about what I've learned, one thing I've learned is that you have a lot more free time once you quit drinking every day. And so let's talk about why I quit. So I would say, looking back, I can acknowledge that I had a problem with alcohol really on and off for all of my 20s. So hindsight's always 2020. So I can look back now and identify that all of the times of my life where I went through periods of just drinking a lot, going out a lot, partying a lot, blacking out a lot, those times were pretty much always tied or correlated to a time of my life where I was spiraling with anxiety or depression or not being able to manage a life transition or a life change or something that had been thrown at me in life that I wasn't capable or I didn't think that I was capable of handling. And so, like I said, I always thought that I just had like a party phase. I like to have fun. And then one day I woke up and I realized that I had been drinking every day for several years. And that is not any way to live. Let's be real. So whenever I was, you know, deep into my addiction, there was a time that I had like multiple wine deliveries set up. Like I had canned wine delivered to me every month and bottled wine delivered to me. And if you're like, were you just drinking wine? I wasn't. That was just one of the things I was drinking. And so let's talk about if you have like multiple deliveries for the same alcoholic like beverage set up to be delivered to your home every month, that might be just, you know, a wee bit of a sign that like maybe you have a little bit of an addiction, especially if you are getting 24 cans of wine delivered to your house every couple weeks, drinking three of them a night and three equals one bottle of wine. That's not a good place to be. 
And that's where I was when I woke up one day and I said, mm, girlfriend, things are not going good. We got to make a change. But I realized this right before me and my boyfriend were on a trip to Texas. So I said, mm, 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 still trying to get drunk on this trip to Texas. So we went to Texas and I got drunk for several days and then I came back and I was like, uh, I don't drink anymore. And you guys, I went through the worst withdrawals. Like that's how you know, like that's really when I started to realize like, oh, this was an addiction. Like I had to get on antidepressants again. I was just really depressed, really anxious. I thought about drinking all the time. I was like angry that I wasn't drinking anymore. It was a very challenging time. I also at one point got on alcohol craving pills, which personally didn't work for me. They actually made me like super ill. I was like throwing up for like two days. So they didn't work for me, not to say they wouldn't work. It's just not something that was compatible with my body. But really while we're talking about, you know, my journey with addiction and my journey of quitting drinking, on Mental Health Monday is because addiction generally is you giving yourself medication for mental health that you need but don't have, so self-medicating. So in this point in my life, I had a lot of anxiety and depression, and I was going through a lot of life changes, and I simply couldn't juggle everything that was happening in life. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the right chemicals in my brain, and so what I would do is I would come home every day and I would drink because guess what? After three glasses of wine, life was great. And I wasn't stressed or angry or anxious or any of these things anymore. I was just numb. And I went through that as just like a normal thing that I was doing every day in life for years before I realized like, oh, hold on. This is not any way to live. So that is why we are talking about my journey with addiction on Mental Health Monday because I always think that if you're struggling with addiction, you should never feel bad about getting the help you need or getting on medication if that's what you need to be able to quit your addiction because truly an addiction most of the time is just your mind trying to make up for serotonin or dopamine that it doesn't have and get that in other places. So just a little reminder there that you know there's no shame in getting help or you know going through a, a period where you're coming off of addiction and you have withdrawals or you need support or therapy or any of those things so uh, let's talk about uh, airplanes so on this uh, trip with my boyfriend to Texas so remember I'm drinking on the way there I'm not drinking on the way back so uh, naturally, I'm drinking on the plane or at the airport, probably both, because that's what I would do. I would be like, ooh, do we have enough time to get a drink at the bar before um, we hit the plane? And then how soon, once we're on the plane, can we order a beverage? And then once we land, where are we going tonight? Like, that was my vibe. And so as we're talking about kind of next topic, how I spend my time and how obviously the way I spend my time now that I don't drink is very different than when I did. Let's kick that off with talking about airplanes. So there was a time in my life, I was actually reminiscing on this with one of my friends the other day, where I was, I've struggled with addiction, not just with alcohol, but I would say alcohol has kind of been my longest standing addiction. So that's, you know, kind of primarily what I share about. But there was a time that I was addicted to 
alcohol, Xanax, and Adderall. And literally what I would do is before I flew, I would take an edible, then I would take an Adderall and a Xanax because I thought that that would make me feel awake but calm. Like, that's craziness. Also, I wasn't prescribed any of these things. I was buying them from people. Probably not even the right dosages. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, so literally I'm reflecting with my, one of my friends, not just a couple weeks ago, I was like, yeah, back in my like drunk plane days, I would literally take an edible, take an Adderall, a Xanax, and then be like, how quickly can we order three vodka sodas? And you guys, you should ne just know if you're mixing that many things, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. And also while we're on the topic, can we talk about how much energy it is to keep up with that many addictions like do you know how many people you have to meet and how many places you have to go you know there was a time when I was real bad in my addiction that I was actually irritated that I couldn't buy like weed Adderall Xanax and alcohol all from the same person like I had to go to like different people to buy all these different things like I was like oh why can't I just find you know somebody preferably at the liquor store that sells all these things that would be easy like that is literally how caught up in addiction my mind was like it's so crazy to look back not being caught up in that cycle of addiction and just like remember these things and that's really why i'm sharing this with you guys is because whenever i was going through these things i thought i was crazy i thought nobody had ever experienced these things i thought nobody had ever done these things gone through these things and then i got into aa and i was like oh shit there's a lot of us like there's a lot of us that have been through this journey in some way some capacity some shape or form and uh, coming out of it is such a journey in itself okay so back to how i spend my time so now that i'm not you know getting just ridiculously unsober on planes I now read on planes and so I was actually reflecting on this with my mom the other day because I was flying with her probably like two months ago and I was like mom because the snack cart was coming by and I was like mom I can still remember the days obviously they weren't that long ago that I would be like waiting for like the a uh, little like delivery thing to come along so I could like order a vodka drink and now I'm just like ooh what book did I pack for the plane ride and let's talk a little bit about that so I think that whenever you quit drinking you got to find like a couple different avenues and a couple different ways to start spending that time directing that energy and start getting that dopamine so one thing for me is I love to read books like I love to read a thriller a mystery where I'm going through, I'm reading the book, and, like, I'm picturing the whole story in my mind. Like, I'm making up what the characters look like. Like, that, for me, is so fun. And so I was telling my therapist about this. I was like, I almost get this, like, weird, like, high from, like, these, like, thriller books that I've been reading. And she was basically like, yeah, what you're doing is, like, you, whenever you would drink, there's, like, certain things in your mind that, like, trigger dopamine. And whenever you, like, go to this, like, flow state, whenever you're, like, reading or doing whatever it is you enjoy, your brain's, like, firing off those same chemicals. So you're literally, like, by finding these hobbies that you like and enjoy and you're in flow state in and you're really engaged in, you're literally giving your body dopamine in the same way you would get it through alcohol or drugs or whatever those things look like. So let's talk about uh, other things I've been doing with my time since I quit drinking. So this podcast, I have recorded almost 100 episodes of this podcast, which one is crazy because uh, 
I had so much just shame and judgment around just my story, my past, the things that I had been through. And now here I am just airing it out all on the internet with you guys. And I love it. And so I would never have been able to, one, just honestly, the process of figuring out how to start a podcast and get it onto all these platforms, like I never would have had like the free time to figure out that alone, much less like prep the content, prep like all these different things now that like I do to like do the podcast multiple times a week. Like I never would have had the time or the energy to even have a passion project if I'd still been in my addiction. So other things that I do with my time now, I meditate, I go to the gym, I go to therapy, I take care of myself, I get manicures, I get facials, I get freaking Botox, probably with all the money that I'm not spending on wine delivery every month. And I now also have a really, really cool faith journey that I've been embracing. And I spend time just doing weekly outings with friends and family. And also one thing that's been really, really helpful with how I spend my time is I now have morning routines because guess what? I'm not always hungover anymore, so I can actually have a morning routine. What a treat. So morning routine, some combination of these things I'm about to go through. I don't always do all these things, but in the morning, like a slow Saturday morning, I love to wake up do a guided meditation on YouTube, read my devotional book on codependency, read a couple pages from the Bible, listen to a Joyce Meyer Ministries podcast, and eat a good breakfast and have some natural energy. So I also gave up sodas and energy drinks, and that has made a huge difference for me because one thing that I've noticed while we're on the topic of Mental Health Monday is that high amounts of like sugar and caffeine generally can trigger anxiety in like certain types of people. And so for me, for a little while, I was living off iced coffee and Adderall and I was so freaking anxious all the time. And I was like, why am I so anxious? Chugs iced coffee, takes an Adderall, like girl, you were doing it to yourself. And so a lot of times these kind of things that we found that we think make us better, they're really just a band-aid. They're not helping you in the long run. And that was so much of what my addiction and my journey with alcohol was, was just trying to band-aid all the things in life that I couldn't figure out or didn't feel like I could handle or didn't think I was strong enough for. And newsflash, I'm strong enough to do all of them completely sober. So that is my Cliff Notes version of my journey with addiction, my journey with quitting drinking, and uh, honestly, this was like a little therapy sesh for me, so I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and uh, if you have somebody that, you know, that's in your life that's struggling with addiction, with quitting drinking, that is maybe having shame around their addiction journey, please share this with a friend, with anybody that you think would benefit from hearing this episode. If you want to join a local AA group, literally just join or just Google AA and there is meetings at every city in the world, probably all times of the day. Like you can find an AA meeting probably today or tomorrow if you're in a spot where you really need something like that and you are looking for something, you know, sooner than later. That's always just a really, really great resource. So a little AA plug there. 
I hope that uh, you guys learned something from this episode, even if it was just to learn like, dang girl, your journey with the addiction and drinking has been pretty wild. But either way, I will see you guys on Wednesday for the next episode. And as always, Hey babes, welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We will be back every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with a different episode. On Mondays, we do Mental Health Monday episodes where we unpack something in the world of mental health. I share with you guys my journey and challenges with mental health. On Wednesdays, we unpack something different every week with really the topic being whatever I'm struggling with or learning or growing or doing in this season of life. On Fridays, we get into Faith Friday episodes where we unpack the world of faith. We unpack my faith journey. I share with you guys all the things that I've learned along the way. And we really just have some deep, candid conversations about faith. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please click the follow button. Please leave a five-star review. And if you thought, oh my gosh, you want to know who needs to hear this episode, my mom, my sister, my best friend, please share with them to get the word out. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, happy feeling, babe.